We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indiana, home of Pacers basketball. Miller for three, and he got it. Legends have been born. Miller retreats to the three-point line and hits again. Memories have been made. Caliburn, a deep three for the lead. And baby! Great basketball has been played. Nembhard away. Hits the three and the Wazzaro In 49 states. It's just basketball. Flips it to the big fella, fake shoots, and But this, this is Indiana. And you're listening to Setting the Pace. Let's go! Your go-to Pacers podcast. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. We got paces hooping. Let's talk stats. Hot takes. All fast. New topics. Updates. Three pointers. Fast breaks. We keep scoring. We don't need to stop. New episodes. Weekly drops. This your number one podcast. Hooping every team. We gon' need a mop. Setting like pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. Setting the pace with Alex and Fachi. Alex and Fachi. Alex and Allison. What is going on, Pacer Nation? As we expected, the Indiana Pacers had a great win against the Dallas Mavericks, and they followed up with a crummy loss against a team under 500, making them now 2-9 on the second night of back-to-backs, losing 130-122. to Here to talk with me about this game and this kind of, I wouldn't say it was a pathetic effort, but man, just a really disappointing one, Michael J. Focci. Michael, how's it going? Let's just say I counted some chickens, and none of them hatched. All right, tonight was everything that I feared. I looked at the standings and I thought, yep, tonight's the night we tie Philly. All right, let's get, you know, let's let, let's move up the standings. But we, we did everything that we said that we should have done, and that's we looked past the Toronto Raptors that now beat us both times in the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, I, here's what I'll say. I, I don't really know if the Pacers look past the Toronto Raptors in this game. I just think Toronto had more energy. The, the fact that the Raptors last game was Friday, they've been sitting around for two days, pace to point on the second night of a back-to-back. That to me played a big factor into it. And the, and the starters played heavy minutes last night in that game. And, and I think we need to start here first, because obviously there's some really good stuff we want to touch on from some of these guys, but you got to start off with Tyrese Halliburton. I think that you have to call him out when he's not playing a good game and two of 11 from 
from the field, 32 minutes played, 9.7 assists. Honestly, it was a pretty pathetic performance from Tyrese Halliburton tonight on both sides of the basketball. Wasn't doing anything offensively and was really stuck in the mud defensively. I'm kind of curious, like with this hamstring injury, would it make more sense to sit him on the second night of a back-to-back if he's, you know, not going to be 100% of himself? Because to me, Tyrese did not look like Tyrese Halliburton at all tonight. And I mean, when you miss two free throws too, like, I mean, it just, he did not seem like he was in a groove and this team looked better. I hate to say it, but they, they looked better, especially in the second half when he was not on the floor. They did. And and that's, that's the, the tough thing to really put those words, you know, out in the open because it was true. Tyrese just did not have it tonight. And I think it's safe to say that this was his worst game of the season. Uh, I think that, you know, barring any game that maybe he did finish or anything like that, but he was one of three in the first quarter. And then he finished the game one of eight after that. So there was never a time that he really was able to get into a groove. I mean, any way you want to you know, look at it, one of six from three, obviously you mentioned you know, missed some free throws, seven assists in 32 minutes, not like Tyrese Halliburton. I, and I just felt, yeah, defensively, this this was, you're able to see there was a time where the second unit, I felt like had some stuff going. And, and, I, and I felt that when Tyrese came in, it looked, it's, you don't want to put the blame on him because overall this team looked sluggish. India just didn't have it tonight. And yeah, Toronto was a little bit more refreshed. I think the Pacers, you could say maybe they overlooked Toronto, but I also just think they looked visibly tired. And I don't want to make these excuses because what is it? Nobody can play a back-to-back in the NBA. Like, obviously, they're capable of playing two games, but I feel like there was such a high coming off of that Dallas game that it feels that it's hard to keep that up. But when Tyrese can only miss maybe four games for this year, maybe it's five. It, it feels like it's just really tough for him to really sit any of them out when he's not, you know, um, incapable of playing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I get it. You got to play him. He he's healthy. He's your number one player. It's killing us. It's killing but us. He just he does not. He has not played at the same level that he was playing before he went down. And there's been spurts of it, but even he has talked about his stamina is not as high. Like he's just you know, second wind a little bit more. So we'll have to just kind of monitor that. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I, I don't want to like just put the blame of the loss yeah, on can't. him. But even if he just has an average Tyrese game, the Pacers win this one. So that's what is all I'm saying. That That's mm-hmm. why it's like it's frustrating because we hear Tyrese tell the media, we got to grow up. We got to be better than this. We got to beat these kind of teams, you know. And then they come out and lay an egg like this. And it's, it's, it's frustrating because – no, no matter how many times you say it, if you can't go out there and do it, then your words just fall on deaf ears. So this team improves or, you know, falls to two and nine now on the second night of a back-to-back, like I said, with the opening. That's just pitiful. They were really good at that last year, and you cannot use being tired as an excuse. You just had a long break. I know the pace were a little bit more, ex- exp- you know, expended here in terms of being busy with All-Star Week, but good grief. Come on, like, move on from that. You're like 24 years old. Good grief. I know. And that's the thing is like, I don't want to sound like the old man in here, but it's just like, they used to play four games in five nights back in the day. And I just feel like we can't just be like, well, they had a pitch set up back to back. You know, of course that's a loss. It can't be like that. This is a young team, just like you mentioned. And I, I, I don't know. I just felt like there was, the Pacers were never in control. Toronto led after every quarter. At one point, Indiana took the lead in the beginning of the fourth. That was exciting. But it was like right when they took the lead, it almost felt like they had been battling such an uphill battle because they were down double digits, you know, in that third quarter. 
uh, that it was just they were never able to get any breathing room. And I felt like once Indiana took the lead, that's that's when Toronto was always able to respond. And uh, there were some real positive things in this game. But, you know, I think it's it's only fair to start with you know Benedict Matherin, who had himself a game, 34 points, yeah. uh, 11 of 15 shooting. I, I felt that the nine rebounds, Alex, they've been there. That's three straight games above six rebounds. Three straight games at five assists. Um, awesome to see two steals, a lot of good stuff, but I also kind of feel like, unfortunately, if Benedict Matherin is leading this team in scoring, they're not a better team. It's actually the second time this season he's dropped 34 in a loss. Uh, but they, the Pacers needed someone outside of the Pascal Siakam to step up. And uh, there really wasn't many people to be able to do it tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think the other game we scored 34 is against the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was. So, obviously, that game was a wash because the Clippers mm-hmm. just dominated. Now, this game, you really need a Matherin, and his shot-making was so impressive there in the third quarter. And even in the fourth quarter, he had some big shots, and it was just like, okay, feed Matherin. I, I felt like the way the third quarter ended, I tweeted about it. You know, Matherin had just had like two or three shots in a row, and the McConnell decides, okay, I'm going to ice Matherin out, put him in the corner, and I'm going to run a pick-and-roll with Jalen Smith, or pick-and-pop, excuse me, and then take an even harder fadeaway jumper with Scotty Barnes on him in the corner. Like that just was a really stupid idea. And I'm not trying to sit here and say like McConnell's dumb, but like, why do you not feed the hot hand? Like go into the fourth with some momentum that that would make way more sense to me. And, you know, you got to give credit to Matherin too, because he didn't come out once in the second half. They couldn't afford to really pull him. He was playing really good defensively. I felt like he got a little bit tired there in the fourth quarter. And you kind of saw his defense take a little bit of a step back just because um, I think Matherin off ball is a worse defender than he is on ball because Akbaji was beating him back door. He was losing Grady Dick and stuff like that. So I just kind of felt like he was getting tired and rightfully so played 39 minutes a game. Like if you want to say anybody was tired in this game tonight, Matherin has an excuse because he never came out of the game, but he was impressive. Like the shot making was so clutch. I thought that the huge block that he had on a chase down play was really good. The steals that he had were really good. The rebounding was very efficient throughout the game. So he played a very solid game. And I felt like when they went back to the starters, they kind of got away from him again. That's exactly and, what happened. You know, to me, it's like you said they didn't need him to score or, or whatever. He is a leading scorer, like whatever. Like that's not a good sign. Well, I don't think it really matters to the leading scorers because we've talked about when Turner's a leading scorer, how it's not a good sign. And he led the team last night and scoring for 33. So I'm just saying, like, if Halliburton's going to suck win like he was doing tonight and you need someone to get it going, like the bench was not that good tonight for the Pacers. They were okay. Yeah. They were better when Siakam and Matherin played with them, and that's two starters. So it, it wasn't like it was a great game from anybody outside of those two players there. But, um, I, I mean, he he was just really special tonight, and it's unfortunate that it comes in a loss. That's a big thing. I know, and that, that's why, like, now I'm very curious just to see, and whoever's listening to this right now, if you get a chance, I would like to dig up what the Pacers' record is when Matherin leads the Pacers in scoring. Because I kind of feel like on the nights that he does lead him, it's probably because someone else doesn't really have it going on. So I'd be curious to see what that record is. That That's no knock on Matherin. But I, I feel that, um, you know, on a night like tonight where Tyrese just simply did not have it, Turner only puts up eight shots. I mean, you need, you know, Benedict Matherin to be aggressive out there. And uh, I think tonight that, that that's what he was. I mean, th- uh, three of his four misses came from three. I mean, he was five of eight from three. That's impressive for a guy that struggled from three-point land last year. Uh, so I think that that's awesome to see. And right now, he is playing some good basketball. He's playing good team basketball. Like I mentioned, just I, I'm 
I like my eyes are just glued to him as a rebounder the last few games, and it's been there. It really has. So mm. that's awesome to see. And then I think the other other person they definitely want to give a shout out to is you know Pascal Siakam. He he finishes with twenty seven points, nine boards, six assists on fifty percent shooting. I felt that he had he had at least twenty one points. I felt that relatively early on in that third quarter. I felt that they they. I mean, look, he got twenty two shots. There's nothing to complain about. But I felt that. There was a time in that third quarter where he had been really, really aggressive. And I don't know if it's really taking his foot off the gas or not, or how much more could you really ask? The man dropped 27. But I felt that he had a span of really taking it to the Raptors. Maybe it's just the Pacers overall that kind of cooled off a bit at times. No, Siakam was, you know, really good there in spurts. And I, I kind of feel like he had things going early on in the third quarter, then they went away from him again. So, exactly. you know, and, and maybe, maybe Toronto adjusted their defense a little bit to kind of keep him from getting going. But like, the Raptors go on an 8-0 run when the Pacers cut the lead or whatever, uh, or even took the lead, I think, against Toronto early in the third quarter. I think you mentioned it, that at one point. So, you know, Toronto mm-hmm. counters that with an 8-0 run right after the timeout. So it's just like, you know, th- they have to do a better job of figuring out the way they want to get these guys' looks because Siakam tonight was very impactful, had some nice looks, didn't always, you know, get maybe the, the result that you wanted, but I think he had some nice drives, maybe shot the ball a little bit too hard, threw it off the glass too hard, whatever. But, but he's a good player, and I, and I thought the Pacers were trying to maximize what he was doing on the floor. He really wanted to win this game against Toronto, right. obviously. You can tell he takes it personally. He doesn't want to lose to these guys. So losing this one, it was a bit of a bummer. But, yeah, I, you knew Toronto was going to come in here and kind of punch first. And I think Mike Weiner mentioned it during the halftime uh, interview with Jeremiah Johnson. Like, look, guys, like we just gave up 40 points in the paint in the first half. We're giving up a, a galactic number. They finished the game giving up 78 points in the paint, Fachi. And it was Whoa. like right after he said that and they aired that interview, the very like first two or three possessions, the Raptors got right to the paint and scored. And it was just, they were just obliterating the Pacers down there. So I, I honestly, like as great as Siakam played, it's just a bummer that this is once again, the result the Pacers ended up getting. Because, you know, if you look on paper, Turner's stats look really good. But you gotta look at that plus minus. He had the worst plus minus of anybody on the team tonight. Jakob Hurdle had some moments in this game um, that that were they were very evident, and specifically more of like the first half. But you know, Jakob finished with you know finish, uh, fifteen and ten. Uh, Scotty Barnes with a triple double, 21-12 and twelve assists. I, it's just uh, Toronto. Look, their team has won three straight games. I think that they do look very different from. Uh, you know that some of the trades that they've made, their record on the year is not good, but seem to be playing some good basketball right now. I mean, they had seven players scoring double figures. Um, I, I thought that tonight Toronto was was in control, and I felt mm-hmm. they shot the ball really well. This just looked like a Pacers team that simply did not have. It. There's a couple games this year where we could chalk it up to just looking at them. You just you just felt the difference. And I just felt that Indiana was always kind of backpedaling in this game, never had a firm grasp. And it's it's a letdown because when they did make things close, when they did take the lead early in the fourth quarter and you had that momentum, I mean, you proceed to, to give up 40 points, which was by far your worst quarter mm-hmm. in this game. So I felt that like there was that part of me, maybe it's just the, the hopeful Pacer fan in me that was like, all right, we got him right where we want him. You know, here we go. Fourth quarter. Doesn't matter what Tyrese did in the first three quarters. He's going to step up. He'll hit some big shots. And it just felt that, uh, you know, yeah, honestly, the guy hitting big shots this game, Grady Dick started hitting a lot of a lot of timely buckets for Toronto. And uh, he ended up having 18 points 
off the bench. I felt like Grady Dick was a, a big difference maker in this game. This game that was not someone that was contributing a lot early on for Toronto. Yeah, I think Dick was the X factor. I really do. I, I just do. I felt like he was constantly getting open, and, and I felt like he could have closed the game out for Toronto. I was a little bit surprised I didn't close it out with him because his floor spacing allowed for some opportunities. I think. I think our, our our friend S that was on the show with us a few weeks ago after the game uh, when the Pacers lost to the Nuggets and it was their uh, you know first look at Siakam in a home uniform, he was talking about you know just he was talking about on today's game about how Grady filled the gap perfectly on a fast break, which allowed for quickly to have a wide open lane to the basket, and it's little things like that that maybe you don't catch while you're watching during a game, but if guys just do what they're supposed to do and fill the gaps, right. I mean, it can make a huge difference. So I, I agree. Grady Dick was so awesome in this game. And I know a lot of people kind of were like, God, I don't want Dick in a Pacers yeah. uniform. He's so trash, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, he's not a trash player. He's a role player, but exactly. Yeah. He's uh when he's shooting like that, he can be very, very impactful for a team. And honestly, I, Toronto kind of needed his offense when they needed it. And I think Agbaji proved you know, he had some really nice moments too. Both, uh, both Kansas alumni now, right? So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say alumni; they didn't graduate, but that's their alumni. Well, alumni. yeah, they, they're far from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Agbaji <laughs> might have graduated. He was a little bit older. Grady Dick, absolutely not. Who knows how many credits that man has? Uh, but at the same point, you know, he he played well tonight. That was definitely evident. Um, I think for the Pacers, you know, there was you talk about that bench. You know, not bringing too much to the table. I was surprised to see Jarris Walker get in so early. I, I thought that that was interesting. And then he didn't come back. And then Doug McDermott was someone that exited this game with an injury. Not sure what the extent of that injury is. Is there a timeline or anything of the sort? But um, the Pacers bench was very thin tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, for sure. I mean, Jalen Smith still trying to figure things out. A uh, little rust, a little rust. Yeah, sure. I mean, he, he slowly started getting it going, but like still yeah, just three. not a lot of looks. Nice yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they just honestly like maybe it's a little bit of uh, oversight here, but we're kind of seeing how much Neesmith means to this team right now. Absolutely. There's no um, way we give up 130 points with Aaron Neesmith in this lineup. I mean, there is just yeah, no maybe. chance. I, I mean, I, I just, 130, I'm, I'm shaving I'm shaving 5 to 10 points off that, no doubt. And all of a sudden, it's, five it's a game. 10? I'm, I'm shaving 5 I mean, to 10. I really am. Even with Neesmith, we've given up a lot of points. I don't know if I can say that. I just feel yeah, like. Yeah, but it's it's a Toronto Raptors team. Like, this isn't, like, one of the elite teams in the league. I, I just felt like. We got beat by the Wizards, bro. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, trust me. I was in the building. It was disgusting. Um, You know, gave up, like, it might have been, like, 137 or whatever it was that night. But regardless, I just felt like the Pacers just, they, they didn't have it. I mean, you had, in terms of player score, above 10. Yeah, the Pacers, I guess they had a couple of them because Namar gave you 11 and turn at 16 and so on, but they needed a little bit of what Aaron Neesmith brings. And that's that hustle, that intensity, some of that defense to be able to get some timely uh, stops. And I just felt like Pacers, just looked, they looked lifeless today. They really did. They had a couple runs here and there, but that was more like Matherin catching some, some heat, you know, catching fire a little bit. Siakam yeah. going on his run. I felt like other than that, there wasn't too many players tonight that were overly reliable. No, not at all. I mean, McConnell had some moments here and there, but like I said, it was just very sporadic. Ben Shepard, like you could tell, he did not have the same impact not on the me. game. Nah. And defensively, he kind of struggled. I felt like Toronto was just faster and quicker at everything than the Pacers. It was like fast break points, they destroyed us. I think it yeah. was, uh, I have the stat over in front. They lead the NBA, I think, in fast break points, too. Which it, So they outscored us on the fast break 26 to 11. So it's yeah. like they played the Pacers game just far better than the Pacers could play. Uh, Pacers, tonight. I feel like, have kind of changed a little bit in terms of how they play with the Siakam trade. It yeah. doesn't seem like they're playing as fast for whatever reason. Like they're still playing at a good pace. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, it feels like they're playing more of a slower pace. I, I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, regardless. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter. Like this is a, this is a game that the Pacers will regret. They lost, they but that's going to just stack up to the other 10 or 15 games that they've it's, probably it's regretted they've lost. So we've always seen them bounce back. There's a great opportunity to bounce back against the Pelicans on Wednesday night. The Pelicans, I believe, play Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the Pelicans will be on the second night of a back-to-back, so you'll get the advantage, or the Pacers will get the advantage in that game uh, in terms of like who's rested, who's not. It's on ESPN, so that should be another reason to be motivated. Tyrese Halliburton just had a terrible game, and so we usually see Tyrese bounce fun. back when he mm-hmm. does have bad games. But like I like since Halliburton's return, we have not yet to see Tyrese Halliburton have one of those breakout quarters like we've seen him do. Like I remember that game against the Hornets when we were just getting obliterated. He had like twenty five and a quarter. It was just like or twenty six and a quarter. He was just like on fire. And I, I think that Indiana could really just use another moment like that. I mean, you you got guys that can score the basketball, but sometimes you just need a Tyrese takeover to happen again because mm-hmm. it was happening a lot before the injury. And so since he's come back, I have yet to really see it, but I'm I'm not like overly concerned about this game, you know, about this team after this loss. I'm just frustrated with the loss and the effort that came out from them after talking so much about it. 
Exactly. This is not like a, oh my God, you know what? I got no faith in this team. This is more of just a, come on guys. Like this is like, this is when exactly when we start to gain that respect, when people start to see Indiana creeping up on the standings, this is where unfortunately we don't push forward. We always kind of take that one step back. And I would have loved to have won, like, won this game and then go into that ESPN game against the Pelicans with that momentum and all that instead of being like, well, you never know which Indiana you're going to get. A little bit up and down. You're going to get the team that, that beats Dallas or you're going to get the team that loses to Toronto twice or or Charlotte or or Portland. You just simply don't know because the Pacers are capable of, of taking it to any team any night. And they're also capable of giving up 130 points to anyone in this league on any given night. Yeah, I agree, Fachi. I mean, I, I don't have much else to say with this game. I really don't. I think it's we can put a bow on it. We can move on. I know fans are probably disappointed, especially after coming off such a high. Right for you, know, so. you know, you call that Dallas win a top five in your book? I think so. Yeah. This year. I want to yeah. make that out there. Top, top five this year. You know? Yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm talking about this season, yeah. people. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, they know what we're talking about. Um but for me, you know, this this loss to me is not one of the top five worst losses. We've had it's much not. worse losses. And I think Toronto is a little bit better than people give them credit for. Like, you look at the roster they've assembled with the trades they've made and things like They're that. They're better like, now than they were before. Yeah, they, they they have good players. It's not that they have bad players, right? Mm-hmm. So you, they've got, like, Kelly Olenek, who's a solid backup player. They've got Ochak Baji, who people are kind of hit or miss on in terms of how they feel about him, you know, whatever. But still second-year player that's trying to prove himself. They've got a lot of really good young talent. Emmanuel quickly, R.J. Barrett, Scotty Barnes, obviously, an all-star. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're not easy. Acapurto is a, a quality big man. So, I just think overall, like, you cannot count this team out. One thing I want to say, how forgettable was Bruce Brown tonight? Uh, it felt like, honestly, I, I there was a moment where I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it just felt like, you know, he just didn't have that type of impact uh, for for Toronto tonight, you know, sixteen minutes, two points, one board, one assist, just was there. I mean, played some defense, I guess, but he was he was minus eight for for Toronto in, in a yeah. win. Uh, so I just felt that uh, you know there wasn't that. Oh, you know what? I really miss Bruce Brown. He really took it to the Pacers I mean, tonight. Would we really feel that way, even if he did take it to the Pacers? I, I don't think so, but I definitely didn't feel it tonight. I'll tell you he that he wasn't he wasn't here long enough to be to be missed. You know what I mean? Like no, no, but it wasn't like <laughs> oh, you know what? This guy really got like a cold dish revenge on the Pacers. You're like, always looking for that, man. I'm looking for that cold dish. I want it straight out the freezer. At one point, you know, Siakam was just serving tables left and right, cold dishes, and then you know, kind of went away from him a little bit. So yeah. I wanted him to get that win. What an award did tonight? Didn't get off the bench. Uh, that okay. was that was unfortunate. I was looking every now and then. I was like, come on. You know, I, I've always had that soft <laughs> spot for him. And I root for him. But you know what? I, I just don't know what's going to happen moving forward for him. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's be honest. Like, the fact that he can't really get off the bench in Toronto either just kind of says a little bit about, mm, I don't know. I'm not trying to dog on Jordan Moore. but I know. But it's like he had a random game for them after the trade. He dropped like 25. And it's like yeah. it's still not enough for him to really get minutes. It's just like. Weird. He's one of those players that, like, if he was on the Pistons, I feel like that man is, is putting up shots, numbers. I can't – it's not going to translate wins. But, like, you know, he, he would be able to be like, oh, wow, hey, he's a double-digit scorer. I feel like he could do that in this league, but just not on, on a winning team or – it's not going to translate to wins is what I'd say. 
Yeah, or or maybe he could be affordable for a team that's really heavy in salary and they need more of a role player kind of guy on a cheaper deal, kind of like yep. Phoenix. I could see him thriving uh, in that Phoenix, type of team. Phoenix, when all they had was the minimum, I felt like Jordan War has, has written all over of like, hey, he can get minutes on a team that can only pay the minimum, but like you can actually have a role. And I feel like that would be a great situation for him. If he was available in the offseason, I, I, uh, this past offseason, Phoenix probably would have snatched them up. They were going after pretty much anybody who had contributed, you know, minutes in the NBA that could sign for the minimum. Yeah, and Jordan Warren did play for the Bucks when they won the championship. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he played for him, but he's on the roster. So yeah, yeah. So he got a ring. Yeah, he has a ring. That's all that matters. Ring culture, baby. So exactly. Anyway, uh, I, anything else you want to add to the game? I think I'm pretty much finished with my no, negative stuff. I, I want to put this one in the past. I, I really do. I, I think that like what more does this team need than coming off of a poor performance Halliburton struggled and you're going to be on ESPN next I just feel like they shouldn't need that type of excuse to get up for the game but they will get up for a nationally televised game against the New Orleans Pelicans I'm yeah it's a it's a good opportunity for them to get you know back on their feet and they got a little mini series here with New Orleans um home and road series with them to kind of close out that. So that'll be tough. But uh, as you guys recall, last episode, I did call out Fachi and say, I want to challenge you to a Buffalo Wild Wings sauce draft. So we figured, you know what, with the Pacers losing this game, we got to end it on a high note here a little bit, have some fun to kind of close things out. So we're going to do this, you know, just back and forth like we did the other sauce draft with the Chick-fil-A sauces and clearly a lot more to pick from here from the Buffalo Wild Wings sauces. So, uh, we're going to do that. I'm going to get the first pick this time since Fachi got the first pick last time. And, you know, I really don't even know what kind of dipping sauce Fachi likes. So this could really just be like, I have my five, he has his five, and it doesn't really impact how we're picking these because it's a it's a larger, you know, category to pick from. So uh, I'm just going to go with my heart here, Fachi, and just go from there. I mean, you know, it's it's my list versus your list. So we'll see what the listener thinks. But uh, this might be a very hot take for my first pick, but I'm going with my favorite, and that's Asian Zing. Okay, that, that is a good one. That, that was going to be on my short list, no doubt about it. I think after you see, you know, hear the, the, the sauces that I mentioned, there's usually a little bit of a common theme, but number one on my list, I'm going mango habanero. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I uh, I know that's a very popular one wherever you go, so mm-hmm. I respect it. Um, for my next one, I think I have to go with one that everybody likes. I'm going to go with Parmesan garlic. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not against it, but I'm not going to order it. And that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Now with my next one, hmm, this is, this is tough. This is more of like, uh, kind of like a standard, but I feel like Buffalo Wild Wings does does it really good, and that's honey barbecue wings. Yeah, they do. I was actually debating that or Parmesan garlic for my like, second pick. Yeah, like honey barbecue, like it sounds pretty simple, but there's something about their sauce in specific that I feel that is just like, uh, you know, like it, it just feels different. I, I do usually get that sauce, Fachi, uh, when I go out just because I like it. It's very, very classic. Uh, not really a fan of the hot barbecue. I've tried it a few different times yeah. and it doesn't hit the same. I won't lie about that. So I am stalling a little bit just to make sure I can get what I want. 
Uh, I'm all over the place right now because uh, I was hoping you wouldn't take honey barbecue, to be mm. honest with you. Um, wasn't sure if you were feeling that, especially after you just picked mango habanero and seems in terms of how high it is on the list of spiciness. But um, yeah, I guess my next one, I'm going to go with uh, spicy garlic. Okay. Spicy garlic. Not bad. Not bad. Now, I was hoping this one would last a little bit longer, and, and it did. I'm going teriyaki sauce. Ter See, I don't like that one. It's too sweet for me. That's fine. I'm not a garlic guy, so take that. Oh, okay. Not a garlic guy. No. Okay, well, let's keep it moving here. I'm going to go with Caribbean jerk. Ooh, you know, I think that that's one that I actually uh, kind of slipped my mind because when I was doing my list earlier and I was going through that, that was definitely one that um, you know, I was really intrigued with. So okay, okay. So now, now this this gets a little bit tricky. Now, um, you know what? I think I might just keep it simple over here. I'm just going straight up buffalo wings. Which ones? Mild, hot, or uh, mild? I can't go too hot. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a sweater. Uh, if if it's too hot of a wing, I I start to physically like drip from my head. So. You know, we got we got to keep it a little bit on the lighter side. Alrighty. Yeah, I've I've man, this is tough. I've got Asian zing, Parmesan garlic, spicy garlic. I feel like mine are pretty good. Oh man. So you went with mild. Medium feels like such a cop out to that. If I were to pick that. Yeah. Um. This is getting tough now. Now we're getting out of the nitty gritty here. I know. I know. I feel like they've got some newer sauces too that I'm missing I, out I'm, on. I'm sure they do. Like I'm looking at some stuff, and it, you know, it's a lot. Like, you know, I'm typically not making it down to my like eighth sauce choice. You know, kind of stick with the old reliable. So yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in my last pick. But first, you gotta go. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep it simple here, Fachi. I'm going with the lemon pepper. Oh, okay. You know what? I could honestly say a little embarrassed. I've never had lemon pepper wings, but it feel like the last couple of years, I feel like that has really risen in popularity. Lou like Williams, people, man, he got kicked I know, out of the maybe bubble that, for Maybe it. that's what it is. You know, I've heard Rick Ross re reference lemon pepper wings in, in you know, rap songs and other stuff like that. Not that I'm a big Rick Ross guy or any means, but, you know, it feels like uh, just it's, it's on the rise. Mm -hmm. So All I right, would say well. with my last... Pick. I'm going Nashville hot sauce. I do like a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I could never had Nashville hot wings, but if I like the chicken sandwich, I think I'm gonna like the wings. All right. So Nashville hot is the last pick. All right. Any any honorable mentions for you here? Or no, honestly, my, just my trying big, to get these. My big regret is going teriyaki over Caribbean jerk. It just kind of slipped my mind. I think that it that that's my one um, regret in this draft. Okay, yeah, I, I I'm probably regretting my uh, parm garlic over honey barbecue. You went too early with it. I I, I agree. I felt like you were a parm garlic guy for some reason. You you, you miss you misunderstood me. You know, it would have been on the board. You know, I, I think it would have been there a little bit later. I got it at five probably. You, I, you would have got it. I, I wasn't gonna pick it. Um, okay. Honestly, I needed mango habanero. I love the honey barbecue. Those are two wings that I've definitely ordered plenty of times, and then. Uh, you know, the Caribbean jerk was definitely, uh, that's my regret of draft night. <laughs> I I like that. It's funny. I say, so just to give a recap here, my, my top five were Asian zing, Parmesan garlic, spicy garlic, Caribbean jerk, and lemon pepper. And Faja, your top five are what? Mango habanero, honey barbecue, teriyaki sauce, mild buffalo, and Nashville hot. All right, everybody, give us your starting five of 
Buffalo Wild Wings sauces on the comment section below, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to do that. Hit us up YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But uh, Fachi, go ahead and tell the people where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at PacersPodSTP. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenMBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at PacersPodSTP. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast where you can find all of our video content. And make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And go get you some Buffalo Wild Wings. You deserve it. There's some kind of special, I think, on Tuesdays. I think it's traditional wings on Tuesdays. I know Thursdays are buy one, get one free, I believe it is, for the BOMA. So, you know, just promoting out here for B-dubs for free. So, uh, not a paid sponsor, but, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're a supporting customer. That's all we got to say. But uh, with that being said, Fachi, if you're hoping the Pacers can bounce back after a crummy loss of the Raptors, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! <laughs>